Hey, and welcome to Real Talk with Lacey, the show where we chat to successful people about their rise to success, their struggles to get there, and real life experiences. Expect some full on gossip, deep convos, and real talk. this episode today I have the amazing Hannah Carson who is an MUA. She specializes in e-com, fashion, bridal. She specifically told me to say she is Liverpool, not the Wirral. So she is from Liverpool and not the Wirral. Um, she's been in the industry for five years now. She used to be uh, working in IT in the office and then she decided to get her creative side out and become an MUA. Um, so I'm so happy to have you um, on the episode today. Thank you so much for coming on. Um, it's been really lovely. No, thank you. It's really lovely to chat with you. Um, So we're going to just start with um, kind of how did you get into the industry? How did you become an MUA? And for all um, aspiring MUAs listening out there, hang on, can I just say, I only realised, I'm not even joking when I say this, MUA meant makeup artists like two years ago. Really? Yeah, I only (laughs) realised that. I think it must have been like... um, a TikTok video or something when they say it was you were today at uh, this old today when you found out this and I was like oh my god yeah it means makeup artists no, I, I generally I'm not even joking <laughs> only realized that it meant makeup artists so when I say MUA for those people that are like me that didn't realize that's what it meant MUA is makeup artist so for all aspiring MUAs um you can listen and listen to Hannah's story and we're also going to be doing a cheeky tutorial at the end something I wouldn't say is my specialist makeup thing. I'm not very good at this, but I'm not going to tell you what it is until the end. So Hannah will be doing a really cool, fun tutorial with us. Um, so let's get into it. So Hannah, how did you become an MUA? What's your story for getting here? It is a bit of a long one. I mean, I did get into the industry really late, um, which I would consider really late. I didn't leave college and go straight into makeup training. I worked full time in IT in an office for a long time. And it was only when I got to like my mid 20s. Um, I had a little boy and he grew up a bit more. And I was like, I was really unhappy in my job. I was feeling very, very low, very down on myself. Like just that monotonous life wasn't for me. Obviously, when I was in school, I was very creative, very dramatic. Um, I used to do expressive arts, so, you know, things like that. And I I think I felt like I was stuck in a bubble. And one day I just said, looked up some makeup courses and I looked on the Alamaska makeup course and I was like, this is just so for me. Um, There was no age limit. There was no sort of restrictions to what you needed to go into the course. And it was just the best thing I ever did, because if I hadn't have done that, I don't know where I'd be now, to be honest. Um, I really don't. It's it's probably saved my life, to be fair. I oh, won't lie. wow. Wow. That's really, that's quite a thing to say that makeup, it's like, you know, doing the industry saved your life. That's a really big thing has. to say. Um, yeah. So you said you started off by doing a course. Yeah. So I knew, obviously, I'd done college after school. I didn't know what I wanted to do. So I went into doing hairdressing. But okay. I knew that wasn't for me. But back in those days, I mean, this is you're talking like early noughties now, like 2006, 2005. Being a makeup artist wasn't exactly easy. It was all very, 
you work in a department store or you're you have a degree um, okay. and as I got a bit older I noticed that makeup was becoming more of a fad more of a fashion thing people were paying to get the makeup done and I was like but when I was younger, I was a bit more of a tomboy. I wasn't really very glam glam, but I loved makeup. I loved fashion. And I was like, I didn't think I fit into the industry very well. So I didn't try when I was younger because it didn't seem as accessible. And as right. I got older and YouTube and Facebook and Instagram was created, I started seeing so many other people all over the world doing makeup. And I was just so inspired by it. Wow. And I actually, funny story, I actually ended up in hospital with a, a really bad, like, I got really bad food poisoning from a christening and I was in hospital for about two weeks really bad and I was so bored I just sat there with my makeup bag and I watched YouTube it was Carly Bible her name was she was my absolute favorite makeup YouTuber at the time and I just used to sit and do my makeup and practice and it was only after that someone said I'd love it if you did my makeup or your makeup's always so lovely and it just really got me thinking like maybe this is something I can do. Maybe this is something that might lift me up a little bit from the dumps I'm in. I was just so unhappy being in an office type job. The environment wasn't for me. And then as soon as I applied for my course, it was one that I paid for privately. Um, Obviously being in my late twenties, I didn't think I could apply for any type of courses, anything that was sort of funded or anything like that. So I just went in for a fashion and photography course. Mm -hmm. That was like a basic in everyday makeup, and obviously makeup if you want to pursue a career in fashion, which is something I really wanted to do. Um, and that was something I did that was over 12 weeks, one day a week. And at the end of it, they do a little assessment and then you're off into the big wow. world to do it by yourself. And it was scary, but yeah, I, I knew straight away. I mean, I won't lie. I've tried so many different jobs over the years. I've <laughs> you know, moved around a lot. I've never found anywhere where I fit in and yeah. never did. And then as soon as I did this makeup course, I was like, this is my world. This is where I need to be all the time. And I I live and breathe it. And it's just, yeah, it was the best thing ever. That's so nice. You can really hear your passion, actually, um, where you talk about it, that it it did you you found your place and I think a lot it's really hard and like you said about how it happened to you much later a lot of people don't find their place until a lot later in life they don't they don't know um so it's so nice that you did and and the way you talk about it it really sounds like it really did save you from the place you were in um and it's simple as as just getting online and just doing the course just just doing it where not thinking about anything else just doing that course and look where it's led you now you know you're a full-time MUA you've done really well you're very successful in what you do um and you've only been at it you've only been at it you know five years um so think of you know all all that's to come it's super super exciting um so leading on from that I wanted to talk to you about um kind of when you started out did you obviously you said you're a bit later and you had your son and things like that did you ever feel like I can't do this or feel judged by your work and how did you keep going because a lot of MUAs might be thinking well I'm great at my makeup and I've I've done my course but but what now where where do I go now so how did you what did you do 
that is, I mean, touching on what I said earlier, I knew once I finished the course, because I've done so many different things and it's like square peg, round hole situation. No. I was like, this isn't for me. This doesn't fit. This doesn't work. As soon as yeah. I finished that makeup course, I was like, right, this is it. You need to keep at this because you love it. And being a single mom with a son, it was really difficult. And that's why I worked full time in an office because it was good money, you know, good benefits and things like that that came along with it. So leaving that was one of the scariest things mm-hmm. I think I've ever done. I had to go back to square one and, um, you know, I was applying for benefits for support for a new business and being in my 20s and already being in such a successful job was hard. But I felt like it's not fair for me to have to leave this industry that I love and I want to pursue just because of my situation at the moment. Yeah. And I won't lie. I mean, I got so much support. Um from my boyfriend at the time and it was just it was so lovely like being able to pursue something that I've always dreamt of doing and I am one of those I was sorry was one of those negative (laughs) I was one of those negative people that used to go oh well that's not going to work out for me if I try that I'm going to fail I'm not going to be no good at that I'm never and that's something that now when I hear people say it it makes me angry because it's like yeah, you do have those thoughts. It's, everyone has those horrible inner demons that says, you know, you're not good enough. You can't do this. And a big part of it was my age. And, you know, I'm not going to say like fiercely real, but that's what I've been told to say. Like, obviously, I've never had any fillers. I've never gone down that road of, you know, cosmetic surgery or anything like mm-hmm. that. And my industry is flooded with it at the moment. So going into it with the situation I was in, the avenues mm-hmm. I took were maybe not right right for me at the time. I thought I had to be in a shop, in a salon to build up clientele, but I was putting myself somewhere where I had to pay rent and I was getting no clients yet. Okay. So it, that was a big learning curve for me because I thought, right, well, if I put myself in a shop, I'm going to be booked out. I'm going to be absolutely like fully booked because there's no yeah. other makeup artists in that area. But if nobody knows you, then you're not going to get the bookings. Then you're not going to get booked. And it, yeah, it was a slap of reality. So I started um, going online and looking for networking groups, new new business networking groups, especially yeah. in the beauty industry. And because I knew I wanted to pursue like makeup, like photography makeup, um, I messaged a few local photographers mm-hmm. and models to see if they wanted to collaborate Good and idea. build up Good a bit idea. of a portfolio. Yeah, I mean it's something that is really really good in the early days of a business is to collab with other businesses because you get you're all working together but you're all getting the best out of it you're all promoting each other and you're all supporting each other because you're in the same industry so when you get into it it is a big it's like an ocean and Mm -hmm. you're only like a little fish but if you keep it's like that just keep swimming keep at it and I swear I think when I hit my like year and a half two year mark it just went boom and I just started getting bookings I started getting messages about weddings and things like that it did just take off and everybody I spoke to for advice like so many amazing people online like Charlotte Cake Makeup Liverpool she's one of them Mm -hmm. she's um owns a salon and she gave me so much advice going forward Katie's makeup's another one yeah um when I spoke to them they were genuinely like if this is for you you can't give up and every new business takes at least a year or so to get going and that's when you know that you're doing something you want to do if you've blood sweat and teared it through a good year and a half yeah I call it like the dark times because (laughs) it was just 
Yeah, it was like a, it was like, a, oh my God, I don't know where to go. I don't yeah. know what to do. But there's so many amazing support systems out there and I definitely use them to my advantage. So, Absolutely. I mean, I didn't do it by myself. No, I can say I did, but it was like, but, you know, yeah. support off others definitely helped me, kept me going. Yeah. yeah, I definitely think there's a few things um, from what you said. Um, reaching out to people, most of the time people will will be supportive um and if you yeah. are um an aspiring MUA or whatever if you I'm sure if people message you you would give advice on on well like you're doing this now like you're giving advice on yeah. you know how how other people should get out there and and really succeed because it's you know like you said that whole year and a half you're waking up thinking how am I going to get my income today and it's very yeah. very easy to just go back to that office job it's it's very easy yeah. to, to give up and I think it's a really important thing you highlighted that you didn't give up you kept going you're reaching out to people you're doing courses it's all about being super 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 proactive and not waiting opportunities come to you but you going to get those opportunities um yeah. and it's amazing that you know after a year and a half you excelled and, and now you're super 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 successful as an MUA um <laughs> Oh no, it's true. Um, so definitely those bits of advice, um, kind of doing courses, reaching out to other MUAs, um, yeah. photographers, just getting up your contacts and and the phrase saying, you know, it's who you know, not what you know a lot yes. of the time. It, it really is because I can, you know, when you do do a course, I'm going to quote my old driving instructor. <laughs> okay. He said, I'm not teaching you how to drive. I'm teaching you how to pass your test. It's up to yeah. you how you how you learn how to drive after that. And I was like, oh, my God, I'm going to use that for the rest of my life. Yeah. And I did. And it was very much like after I did my course, I did some makeup. So then if I look back at my assessment pictures now, I'm like, oh, my God, <laughs> why did this happen? But what it was it as more so is the, the assessors and the people out there that are training you and teaching you, they're looking for confidence and they're looking for passion. And I was so like keen to carry on going and learn more and stay behind. And I'd go home and then watch YouTube videos, you know, really learn different skin types, different ethnicities, age. Mm. You know, one of the things that I felt that passionate about was I didn't have anyone of age in my chair. So they were all really young girls. So going out there and doing like an average 40 year old ladies makeup will be very different to doing like a 21 year old's makeup so I did feel like I had to widen my range so I really did just sit online I mean I didn't have the money to go and do other courses I didn't have the money to go to master classes online you know I sat with a notepad and I watched makeup tutorials online and I took notes about even like negative things like oh this yeah. didn't work for me because or something I looked at and I didn't like I was like well I'm not going to do that and <laughs> it's really all about self-evolving from what yeah. you already know so you know you, you, they train you how to pass your test but then it's up to you to learn how to drive yeah and, and that's that's really in most careers actually thinking about it because you know even like this uh presenting is a a baseline thing but you have so many different type of presenters um yeah in anything like like you say as a makeup artist so many different even online you can see it so many different makeup artists have different techniques or some prefer even as simple as some prefer um a beauty blender and some prefer brushes I mean that's so simple yeah. 
But actually, if you've got the technique, the baseline of, I, you know, I, everyone, you, you can do your makeup, but you're going to all do it differently and you've got to find out the way you do it. Um, that Completely. really relates to that that driving instructor. I've never even thought of that. That's such a... I know. It's like, it was like, I thought I'm going to steal that off you forever and Michael, my driver, is good there. Thank you very much Yeah, thank you very much. <laughs> I bet he never thought his line would um, relate to makeup ever. I think it relates to every every career, every industry. And being in the makeup industry is such a big, like I say, a big ocean. There's so many different avenues you could go to, even just with makeup. There's bridal. There's, you know, there's doing weekend makeup, which is like in a salon, you're salon-based. Then you can go down, like, the road of teaching it. You can go down the road of traveling and doing, like, makeups all around the world and things like that. So there's so many different ways. It's not just about learning how to do makeup and doing that there's so many avenues you can take and then it's just finding the right one for you but it applies to everything really I think in every day yeah definitely um yeah I really like that what you're saying you know as well being diverse and and makeup I don't think really people think about different skin types and um skin colors and and makeup in that aspect um such a really really important thing you touched on there um going leading on from kind of all the different models you um interact with and do their makeup as a makeup artist um do you ever feel do you ever criticize yourself because we know that um there's lots of statistics and lots of evidence if you're scrolling on instagram all the time you subconsciously compare yourself to people on instagram you just do and do you find as a makeup artist you're painting these beautiful models faces even brides and things like that do you ever find yourself comparing yourself to them yes I do I mean I'm not gonna I'm not gonna sugarcoat it but I think every woman inside has that in them and I don't I wouldn't say I'm ever bitter anyone who's worked with me knows I'm not bitter I'm not like mm, like that if anything I I, I, I like sort of compare myself in the way of, oh God, I wish I'd have bothered to put some makeup on today so I can okay. feel as fierce as, as you do. It's more <laughs> along of those lines because when I, I mean, obviously the stigma around models and the model lifestyle is something that I grew up watching America's Next Top Model and Runway and everything every day. And I was obsessed with the 90s supermodels and Everyone used to be like that. I'm going, you know, they say bad things and whatever. But every single model I've worked with, I can honestly say, they walk in and they're just like me. They're like, oh my god, I hate my like my hairline's so disgusting. And they come in in the scruff with no makeup on. Yes, they've got spots, they've got blemishes, they've got you know wonky brows, they've got you know weird eye gunk in the corner, just like everybody <laughs> else. But they have the confidence to use their body and their looks to sell a brand, to sell a product, and that is their job. And that's that's basically is my job, and they're wearing mine. So yeah. when I do do a model's makeup, I try not to compare myself in that way. It's more of a, oh, God, you know, you could have got up this morning and just, you know, brushed your hair a bit. But yeah. I turn up to a job in my, you know, trackies or in, like, just, like, a leggings and a T-shirt with my hair up in a scruffy bun because on that day, it's not about me. It's about right. my like how my how my work comes across and it's it's them really and I like to be behind the scenes, you know, cheering them on and being like, yes, Aww. that looks amazing and 
And I think even for a model who is plastered on billboards, you know, the girls, I've worked with loads of amazing girls who've done like, you know, Pretty Little Thing and Boohoo and everything lately. And they are all very self-conscious in their own ways. And they love it when you've got someone on the sidelines saying, oh my God, you look absolutely stunning, you look gorgeous. But that's the same with anybody. I think everybody needs to have that support. And I don't think we should ever be tearing each other down. We should only be lifting each other up. Definitely. Like the, the, the change you see in a model as soon as she gets her makeup on, it's like a different person. Like I honestly, I pick them up from the train station. I've got them in the car with me and they sat there in the car. Like, and then as soon as they got the makeup on, they're like, boom. And it's like they transform. Yeah. Like I love that. And I love being a part of that. And I'm just like, I just love watching it happen. Like go from nothing to amazing. Do you know what I mean? It's, yeah. I love it. it's all part of the creation. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. I think there's two things I want to touch on from what you said. Um, the first one is about how I think a lot of people think models are just not, 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 not real. That's not the right word, but that is the right word because okay. I will say that you know on my on my page, obviously, I don't mean to interrupt you, but no, I do please. get people message me saying, you know, oh, why do you only post models now? Why don't you post real people anymore? And I'm like, well, that is a real person. It's not, you know, I don't always put up my photo shoot actual photo shoot pictures I put up the pictures I take of the face I put videos up because there's again another negative submart out there that everyone edits the pictures um but that's what people refer to when they say that they say like you know why don't you use real people and it's like they they very much are real people they they are and they're such they are lovely lovely girls and I've made some best friends out of them you know over the years so yeah yeah, I I I feel like I want to let people know that you know, just because that that they are a model and they are gorgeous and they, they have the confidence to parade around, I feel like everybody wishes that they have that confidence as well. Because yeah. it's all about that, really, because if you're ugly on the inside, you're ugly on the outside to me. Yeah, definitely. And like, like you say, we I think a lot of people just think they're model, they're they're beautiful, you know, they're not real. When actually, yeah. all, all, all models are, are just beautiful girls that are really confident and that are confident enough yeah. to model. That's all, that's all they are. Yeah. I'm not saying that's all they are, but I mean as in a lot of people I just yeah. think, you know, just think they they're not really, real or, yeah. you know. And, and it's because... I do it myself I sit on the couch and I watch tv or like movies I'm like a big movie buff so when I watch movies I get so lost in it I'm always like oh my gosh she looks so glamorous she looks so amazing but I put myself back down to earth and I go right okay yeah but I remember you know I was online the other day and she had no makeup on and she just it's just another human being like yeah we are all completely different in like yeah. you know outside and but that's what makes us unique and I think you know people can either have the confidence to show the uniqueness I mean there's people out there that are really unusual looking but they still go into the modern world because unusual is fascinating and they use that to their advantage so you know you can look at it so many ways but yeah it's being in this I mean I am not a confident very like you know pretty pretty girl I mean I'm glamorous and I'm a girly girl but I've never been that type of person so being in this world I did worry that it would dampen on my confidence and my you know growing up obviously I wasn't school wasn't great I don't think anyone really had the best time in school I got bullied a lot um based on looks very shallow reasons um and it was just something that I didn't want to grow up with especially in the industry I'm in 
So it really is how you take it. And yeah. I won't lie, it, did, it was when I turned into my 30s, I was like, all that sort of negativity. I used to look at myself in the mirror and like proper hate what I saw. Oh, that's awful. And it, it is, it's horrible. And you can go into this industry and let that do that to you, or you can yeah. just embrace what you have and just have a good time with it. Like, yeah. I'm not by no means a model, but I've been for a photo shoot. And that was for me, that was to make myself feel better, to see what it was like on the other side of the camera, because I'm always on yeah. the other side. And I'm always, you know, directing them and telling them what to do. And then I'm sat there going, what, what <laughs> yeah. do I do? So I know it's like, you know, it, it, it's hard, but yeah. sometimes you have to sort of like shed that horrible negativity and just be like, be happy with what you've got and list things that you like about yourself rather than things that you hate. Definitely. And um, well, I met you from doing coming to you did my makeup um, at my first model shoot. Yeah, you did. And I was going to bring that up then. Yeah. yeah. (laughs) And, you know, two things from that again is that you were there on the sidelines cheering me on. And that is super, super, you know, needed because like you say, not all models have the confidence and and they come in and, and they're in. Uh, you know bun in the hair and joggers whatever and as soon as you put that makeup on they're transformed into another person and then secondly what you said is about doing it for yourself I came to that photo shoot for myself that wasn't for any reason at all I you know I was feeling quite low and I I was at a weird time in my life back last year yeah and um you know meeting you and um Carrie the photographer it was it was really exciting. I mean, as you can imagine, as you remember, I was really nervous and I didn't really know what I was doing. Yeah. Um, but all I needed was that bit of makeup, well, a bit of makeup, a lot of makeup <laughs> from you. <laughs> it wasn't a lot. Come on. Um, and that confidence, and then you can suddenly be in front of a camera, and that's and that's what it is. And like we say, you know, they're just they're just beautiful girls that can work a camera. They've got the confidence to do it and they're using their their uniqueness to yeah. make money out of it. I mean, I think if anyone's got a talent, they should definitely use it to their advantage. And I think models are like chameleons. They could do so many different things. And it's I've always been so obsessed with the fashion and modeling worlds. Like, and I knew I didn't want to be a model because I knew I'm not, I know I'm not a model, I'm a bit of a ham, I make jokes and I make crew <laughs> time I'm a bit dirty you know things like that like I don't mind a good laugh and joke but I always wanted to be in that industry and be the person that painted and then I could see like my creation on that picture in that magazine or anything and that that was just so exciting to me yeah and like when I said before it's like saved my life I do think it definitely changed everything about me coming into doing the job that I really 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 wanted to do so it's definitely changed my aspect on life from beforehand yeah. because I feel completely different world now so yeah. yeah let's bring it back to makeup because I really want to talk about you and and the makeup you do and the joy it brings you because obviously we can all hear your passion and how much you love makeup um so let's take it away from the model side and let's bring it back to you and the makeup you do so um what does when you you know when you're doing makeup and things like that how does that make you feel when you're painting I don't is painting the right word can I say painting I say paint 
I say paint. It sounds I love it's... it because of like I can't wait to paint your face later. Yeah, I just it... say it all the time. So I don't know if it sounds right. I mean, paint. I mean, I don't know if it sounds right. Painting your face. It sounds like I'm going to get a Durex paint and get a roller <laughs> or something on your face. Yeah. I know, but it sounds a lot better than I'm going to do your face. Yeah, that, so yeah. it's like when you paint I like when people message me and go, "I can't wait to get my makeup." I'm like, "Yeah, I can't wait to do your face." It just doesn't sound right. <laughs> that so does not sound right. Definitely sounds better. Yeah. Okay, paint, okay. Paint, I'm going to use paint, paint your face then, but even though it sounds very strange, <laughs> it's better than do your face. So when you're painting, yeah, when you're um paint painting models' faces, um, is it hard for you to kind of if you look at um a face anybody's face not even a model's face anybody's face can you envision what you're going to do makeup wise or does it kind of come down with the photographer um because I really want to reach out to aspiring MUAs thinking I love makeup but I don't really know not not how to do it but I don't really kind of know what to do with it I absolutely love doing makeup on myself where do I go yeah I get what you're saying because there was a period in my time as a makeup artist where every time I did a client especially in the early days only like every other I don't want to say like you know my my regular clients say they always want browns and golds it's what anyone wants they only want browns and golds so like oh yeah some browns and golds and I'm like okay that's fine and then once I'd done quite a lot of makeups same style same type it always looked different because it's on someone different every time different eye shape different eye color different skin color different shape face shape you know different color lips as well that's always a bit of a thing um I didn't think of that actually yeah I was always like I don't know if I could go out there and because I was looking at all these other amazing makeup artists who looked up to so much at the time like um Mitchell and if they are makeup people they will know who these people are and they're like you know Nikki Tutorials on YouTube everyone knows her as well they do such big beautiful bold colorful bright makeups and I was like I don't know if I'd know where to start you know what the big huge creations that that they do are I was like I don't really know and there are so many amazing like mood boards and inspiration pictures on Pinterest and things like that and I noticed because I did get into photo shoots quite early into makeup I'd get sent a mood board and obviously because I didn't know anything about photography I was like okay and they were (laughs) saying like we want the makeup like this and I was like oh so they would show me a brief of the type of look that they were going for so they'd have four or five pictures of a gale you know it'd be glowy some eyeshadow colors some lip colors and that gives me that gave me inspiration then and then when the model comes in front of me you can't this is something that I've learned obviously over the years you know someone with a hooded eye or a really big elongated eye you can't always do exactly the same eye style on everybody it doesn't always fit it doesn't always work so it's adapting that look around the person that you've got in your chair so it's always only inspirational it's never like you've got to recreate this exactly okay because there's no way you're ever going to recreate something exact on someone who's completely different to the person in the picture so I found that a big help like if I was a bit like I really want to do a makeup look on myself and I don't know what to do I just have a little flick through some of my favorite makeup artist pages and get some inspiration or go onto Instagram um Pinterest is a good one you know that that gives you some good ideas of how to put color combinations together um one of the things actually helped me the most as well 
I don't know if I don't know how to explain it, but it's called a color wheel. If you just Google a yeah. color wheel, what you're supposed to do is the color opposite whatever the color is you want will complement it. Okay. So it's like it looks like a rainbow. So because yeah. I've got blue eyes, on that color wheel opposite will be warm tones. So like oranges and you know reds and pinks. Yeah. So they go really well. But then if you look at like browns, that's opposite. They're more cool tones. So it's like purples and okay. blues and greens. So that's how you can sort of sort of look at someone and say, what color eyes have they got? That eye color looks really nice with that eyeshadow. It's kind of just Never. identifying things, yeah, and pinpointing how that could complement someone. Because I mean, over, I mean, I know all girls have. They've seen a makeup and they've gone, oh my god, what are they doing? Why is they wore that? <laughs> and it's one of those moments. That's the fear that girls get is they yeah. don't want to go out and thinking that about their makeup and that's they just end up just putting their browns and golds on again so I'd always say don't be scared to try new things but maybe don't be doing it when you're going out like sit in your bedroom try some colors put them together and be like Ugh, wipe it off if it doesn't work because it's only makeup you can just do it again yeah Nothing to be worried about yeah that's really good point and um what about if you're doing it on yourself though this is generally like because I'm not really I, I can do my own makeup but that's about it um but yeah. if you are an aspiring makeup artist and you're doing the, all the different looks on yourself let's say you did a really great look but then you wanted to recreate that on a model would you have to change kind of like you say the different eyelids and different lip colors would you have to alter it to yeah. that model absolutely I mean if I was to do like just for example skin type's a huge one like I've never come across anyone with the exact same skin type. And that's something for someone who wants to pursue a makeup career. You can sit there all day and do makeup on yourself. But when you go out into the big world, everyone's got different skin. Everyone's got different, you know, dry, oily. Sometimes people are oily and dry. And it's like you have to know what you're dealing with in order to make get the best out of it. So I am like a normal to combination skin type. But then if I was to recreate a, like a look like this, on a model with really dry skin it might be really hard because I've mattified down with powder okay. so you know things like if someone's got really dry skin you wouldn't use powdery products you'd use yeah. creamy products and then okay. vice versa do you so know what I mean all so that'd it's be all like, about yeah it's all about adapting yeah. and kind of it one product you might use on somebody else would be different because of their skin type would yeah. you say skin type is probably the main thing to learn as a MUA God, yeah, massively. Like, I've had models sit on a desk and they've had God knows how many photo shoots and they've said, I've never had anyone actually prep my skin like this before. And I'm like, really? And they're like, yes, because, I mean, watching all my favourite makeup artists all over the years, every single model they do a makeup look on, they they cleanse, they tone, they moisturise, they prep before putting any makeup on. And then these girls are just getting to the mirror and looking at themselves and putting foundation on. It's lumpy, it's bumpy, it's patchy it's that it's it's that because you haven't sorted your base out so okay. skincare and skin type is massive to contribute to having a nice makeup and making it last yeah but you do really need to understand your own skin type in order to succeed with that so as a makeup artist I had to really learn my own before going out there as well because it changes different times of the month. So mm -hmm. sometimes you because different times of the year, you can be dry, you can be oily. It's really, it's it's never the same. I'll, I'll say this, I've been doing makeup now five years and I love going every day because it's never exactly the same. 
you know, they'll ask you to do a different type of look, a different type of colour. Mm-hmm. And, you know, oh, I've just been on holiday, so I'm dry and I'm peeling. You know, it's, yeah. it's never the same. So it's always a bit fun and it's a bit challenging. You know, if yeah. it's something that I always want. My, my personal thing is, especially someone who's really nervous, Lacey, in my chair, <laughs> they always go. I like, I like to say to them, like, I want you to feel like amazing when you leave my chair and I want you to feel super confident. So you need to tell me what you want. So I'm very hands-on and I ask them like, how do they like, do you like it set? Do you like it this? Do you like that? And I even ask models, even though I've already been given a brief because again, they've got to go and perform with this face on and that's going to be on all their portfolios. So it is a bit of pressure. But at the yeah. same time, if you don't know, if you don't ask them, then you're not going to know. Gonna so know. if I've never done the scale of makeup before and I say, you know, do you get really shiny? Do you get really dry and patchy? She'll go, God, yeah, I get dead oily, dead quick. I'm like, right, okay, I know what to do now. Yeah. So it's all about consultations and asking questions as well. Like ask your client, you know, what do you, what, what makeup do you normally use on yourself? Then if they say like, well, like Estee Lauder, then, you know, they like it goes full coverage. Okay. Or if they go, I only use like an, o- an Ole BB cream, then you know that they hate full coverage full and coverage. They, they like to see their own skin. So it's all about the questions. You've got to yeah. ask loads of questions before you um, do anyone's makeup. And definitely build up that relationship as well, because even like you said, from the makeup chair, you're then cheering them on from behind the scenes in the middle of the shoot. So building up yeah. that relationship. So asking questions, finding out skin types. I do have a question for you, though, and this is more personal, but, you know, some listeners might agree. How do you find out? How do you know? Um you know, when you're buying foundation and it all yeah. everyone says it's all about um your undertones. Okay. Yeah. How do you find out what your bloody undertone is? Because I'm thinking, <laughs> I don't know what my undertone is. So how do you find out right. what your skin undertone is? So I remember this from my course because it's something that stuck with me and I've never, ever, ever struggled matching a foundation up since. I don't know why it just stuck with me. So there's only ever three undertones. There is yellow, neutral and pink. Yeah. And if you are, I mean, I can, I can look at someone and I can, I can just look at them and go, right, okay, well, you're in a yellow tone because I've done makeup that long. Yeah. Oh, I'll look at something and go, yeah, you're really pink. So you, you can't just say fair-haired people, you know, freckly people will always be pink and then darker-skinned people will be yellow because that's not always the case. Okay. So to identify your undertone, it's hard to explain. Um, the best way to do it, everyone always goes to the shops, don't they, and puts it on the hand. Yeah. Yeah? That'll never show you what foundation you need. Not really. Only to an extent. What you need to do is you need to test it on your jawline okay. because your neck, your neck is always a true reflection of what colour you are. Because you know when you go on holiday, you don't tan on your neck very often because you're always walking around and That's your chin a good point, hides actually, it. isn't it? And then your chest, yeah, your chest is always a different colour to your face and your neck. So when I'm doing people's makeups and I go down the neck, they go, Oh, oh, is it okay if you don't blend it down? I go, Well, your chest and your neck are a completely different colour. Yeah. So, yeah, it, it, sometimes it's being a bit candid with them as well. Like, I think sometimes the illusion of the perfectness gets away with them and they're like, yeah. well, hang on a minute. I'm like, well, it's only makeup, so let's be realistic. Um, but the undertone should always show up on the neck area. Okay. So if you try a foundation on, it'll look really yellow. That means that you're a pink undertone. If you okay. put a foundation on that may be a bit lighter 
and it looks super pink on you, but your skin looks more yellowy, then that would make you a pink undertone. If you're like me, if you're like me and you're pain, then you're both. So I can wear, like of a day, because I'm quite fair skinned, I can wear really pink, pinky, like the pink undertone foundations. And then I can really go dark and like darken my skin up. Mm-hmm. because I've got like a neutral undertone okay. they're the ones unfortunately that might have a bit of a hill to climb because they're, oh. that's the hardest one to match up because it could either be a shade dark or a shade too light yeah so my advice always is buy two foundations okay I say this to everybody if you buy two a lighter and a darker shade you can always mix it up to match yeah like that's a good you know idea. say you know like obviously this whole lockdown everyone's white as a sheet now so <laughs> Like, you know, you'd, you'd use your lighter foundation yeah. and then just put a bit of bronzer on. But then when it gets to summer and you're sitting outside, it's it's always a thing. Like, I see girls and they've got dead dark bodies and white faces. So they've only ever bought one shade of foundation. Yeah. And then they go sunbathing and sunbathing. And I'm like, girl, oh, you no. need to buy it. <laughs> so I always say get a darker shade and a lighter shade. And then you can always mix to match to, for whatever yeah. time of year it is. Definitely. That's a really good idea. And thank you for that. A lot of people just think, oh, you know, and foundation is quite a big thing because that's your base for yeah. everything. So that's really helpful. Um, let's take it back to you. So um, as a makeup artist, like we've already said, you're really successful. Where do you kind of want to go next in your career? Where would you like to take it now? Oh, um, see, I like I, when you say like you're really successful, I still feel like I've got so much more I want to do. So yeah. that's really lovely to hear that from someone else. They think I'm really successful, but I'm still like, right. I'm not, I don't feel like I'm ever going to settle in this industry. I'm always going to want to. And now my son is getting older as well. He's like nearly 14. So he's walking to school. He's walking home. Yeah. I now have this bit of freedom and a bit of flexibility to pursue other things. So before all this crazy COVID phase happened, um, I was mainly bridal. That's where I got all of my income from. Mm-hmm. I was always a wedding supplier, fully booked every year. Uh, and I was this year and last year, but let's not go into that. Um, <laughs> and then with what happened, obviously, nobody's going out the weekend. No one's having any events. So like christenings, you know, nights out, you know, nothing was happening. So I wasn't getting any work, even when I was allowed to work. So my industry was only allowed to go back to work at uh, the beginning of August last year. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, only till January. But in that short time, I went online and I networked and I messaged loads of photographers I messaged my agency and said like I really need to get out there and get my portfolio built up because I think I can now go down the road of trying to get into e-com e-commerce like fashion and now I've got the flexibility you know late nights early starts was something I really struggled with before being with the schooling and everything yeah and so from August to January it gave me so much opportunity to work with amazing photographers and amazing agencies. And obviously I work with Kerry and um, mm-hmm. the girl who takes, the girl who takes pics photography. <laughs> yeah. That is her <laughs> um, actual name, by the way. That's not just that she's a girl. That, take, that, that, that is her actual, actual name. name. Yeah. yeah. Um, she's amazing. And I've worked with her for like the past six months and the avenues it's took me is, been phenomenal like you know working with some of the biggest models in the uh, you know yeah. the fashion industry at the moment and I just it's making me hungry for what to do next I always said 
when I turned 30 and I was like starting my makeup full time, I was like, right, by the time I'm 40, I'd love to have my own place. And I don't want to say salon because it might not be a salon. It might just be a place. Uh, it could be a makeup shop. It could be yeah. a boutique. It could be somewhere where people just come to get the makeup done. It could be a little mini studio, like a makeover studio. I don't know yet. Yeah. But I do know that I'd love to teach in the future. I know that like yeah. this is a an industry that is constantly evolving and it's constantly growing. It's never the same. Um, so I know that when I get to a certain age, you do start to sort of the younger ones are coming in and they're getting in. So I know that when I get to a, a point where I'm like, right, OK, I want to still be in this makeup industry and I, I still want to do it. So I'd love to teach in the future yeah. or something along those lines, because I can't help but tell people stuff when I'm on doing, doing the makeup. I'm like, oh, if you do it like this, yeah, then you can get this. I'd love to teach it and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah definitely. well, definitely leading on from that. What would be um, so I'm going to ask you a question now. I will. I would like to ask you, what would your five, if you can get five tips for aspiring makeup artists first and then five products that you love so what okay. would be your five tips for aspiring makeup artists okay the first one's got to be don't think that you can't do it okay because I was sat at home read like you know getting me work stuff ready to go to the office the next day and I was flicking through this course and I just booked it and it was the best thing I ever did because once I'd booked it and paid for it I don't know about anyone else but that's it then I'm doing it you're doing it paid for it now so don't let yourself get stuck by that behind that brick wall break through that wall and do it make a start on it second tip would be be confident in your ability if you've got passion for it and you love it and you want nothing more than but then to be really good at that means that you've got something there there's already something there you just have to work on your technique it's never ever ever something that you'll ever stop learning because I still sit with my notepad on a Sunday and watch Nikki make up and I write (laughs) all my notes down on all the new stuff coming out because it never never change never stops changing and then say the third tip would be don't let the first year get you down because okay. the first year is usually the hardest. Yeah. And if you can climb that mountain, then it's only sweet sailing after that. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. How many is that now? Three? Three. Um, <laughs> four. What I would about say... social media and like, how, would you say grow your social media? Maybe put some of your makeup on there? Yeah. Okay. Um, uh, yeah, I'm not a big fan of social media. I don't okay. know if it's because I'm a bit older, um, but yes, obviously social media is a platform where you do need to build up your portfolio. Yeah. Uh, I would say if you want to be serious and have a business out of it, make a separate page to your personal one. Do okay. not put them together. So, you know, you know, you're putting up like, you know, Courtney's makeup you've done down the road and then you're at Mackie's with your mates that's not going to look good on a business profile so you need to make sure it looks professional and it's all just your work so that is basically essentially your portfolio for anyone to see so that's definitely important um and then obviously number five don't let social media get you down don't let the filters 
take over your life. Yeah. Um, don't let the, you know, the stigma to that. If you've, if you're a makeup artist, you've got to have fillers. You've got to be dead girly. You've got to have, you've got to be gorgeous. You don't have to, because I never considered myself any of those things. And I'm still five years oh, in. Oh, Hannah, you are, um, you are gorgeous. You know what I mean? <laughs> it's, 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 it's a superficial it's a superficial world and yeah young girls nowadays are running to get to, to get their lips filled you know I've had 18 year olds in my chair and they've been dying to get lip fillers and it it, it worries me for the future generation gotta go down that road but yeah don't let social <laughs> yeah. media get you down either just because other people are getting more likes or more whatever that doesn't mean anything the person that comes across your page and likes your work they will book you because yeah. I don't have a massive following I don't have a huge following I've got like 5,000 people I've got friends who have got 30,000 I've got friends who've got 100,000 doesn't mean anything and no. I've also done all the models makeups who have that many followers and it doesn't change anything no. all they really want you to do is do your job well and then you will be spoken well of yeah. it's not about social media but yes it is a good place to put your wake up for everyone to see it but yeah. don't get hung up on numbers definitely I, I definitely think that's such a good point because um I think a lot of people think oh I have to have this many followers to succeed actually that's not true at all it's how no. how good your work is you could have a hundred yeah. followers but you could be the best makeup artist you could have thirty thousand followers and be rubbish and hardly get yeah. booked because you aren't a nice person or you don't build up relationships or you're just not nice very 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 consistent with the trend at this very moment um i've as I say, I've done models makeups with over a hundred thousand followers, and then I've done models makeups with a thousand followers. It's not changed anything for my career. The only thing that's changed my career for me was my work. Wasn't yeah. the fact that she had a hundred thousand followers. It didn't matter. Like if my work did me did me well, other people will book me and other people will speak of me. And that's what's more important than gaining however many followers, because that's Definitely. not really the main aim of the game. Well, because I did why... get fixated on it at one point. Yeah, and that's why you're on here. That's why you're on yeah. here because I met you, and I, and obviously back when I met you, I didn't even have this this um, show even in my head. But now making my show, I thought Hannah, she was so lovely. I really want her to come on the show, and that was that was it's not because of your following or anything like that. It's because of the relationship and how you made me feel on that shoot. And and that's oh. the most important thing, really. That's amazing. And I'm so glad. Like, I love hearing that because obviously when, when someone comes into your chair and they're really nervous and they don't really know, they know they want to do it. And this is the thing about this. It could be applied to anything like being a makeup artist. They know they want to do it and they're scared. And they, but they're still, they've still got that drive to do it. That's the little oomph that you need. And sometimes having the team around you that you're working with if they're really supportive and they're really like oh no this looks amazing or even if I say to them no I'm taking that off I don't like that they like it because I'm being honest with them and I'm being like mm, I'm not just going to fob you off and do anything yeah. I want to make sure it's perfect because you know that's what you deserve and that's what you need and then you know I love it when someone just comes out of the shell a bit and they're like oh my god yeah I feel lovely and that for <laughs> me is better than any money I think really I mean I oh. need money but 
that is like better than anyone <laughs> anything yeah well on that shoot that, that we did after you did my makeup but it was the best I've I'd felt in a long time and that wasn't and it and it's not even because I've got makeup on by you it's the way you make me feel and it's it's the whole environment uh it's not just because I have slap on my face or paint on my face or whatever it's the way you that you made me feel once I have that makeup on and I think that's so important as a makeup artist you're not just a makeup artist you're not just a person that can paint someone's face really well you are going to be talking to models and clients all the time and that's how you build up your relationship I mean I've just learned that from what you you're saying it's not just about how well you can do your makeup it's about who you are as a person and then that's that's in so much it's just all about just being nice and being a good person and being kind and that's how you make relationships then that's how you build up your contacts and and that's how you most likely will succeed. Yeah, I, I don't pay for promotions. I don't ever fall into that. Like, oh, well, if you're going to be online, you've got to pay for promotions to get business. I get people like approaching me all the time, like, do you want me to manage your page? Do you want me to manage this? And I'm like, yeah, I'm sure if you did, like, I'd get work. But I've been down that road before. I've paid for directories. I've paid £20 a month to put myself in a directory online where brides are supposed to go to look for suppliers. I got more work, just word and mouth. So, you know, I've had emails off brides saying like, oh, you did my my, my friend's makeup and she said it was amazing in the morning. Like he's had a dead good time. And then like finding out that you want to be booked because they want the experience of you and not just for what you can do with the face is so lovely and it's so rewarding and when you messaged me about doing the interview I, I got off the phone and I was like oh my god and I told <laughs> Kerry and I, I, told, I told Kerry and I was, she was like that's so amazing because we feel so passionate about doesn't matter if we've got stunning models coming in um the, the, the people that walk through the door all come in the same they all come in the scruff they all come in with yeah. no makeup on and they're all women and we don't have any negativity if they all start going on about themselves we go oh yeah yeah you're right and everyone goes oh, whoa, whoa. I'm like no don't be silly like get over it let come on let's do it yeah. let that in a, in a fierce woman out because yeah. everyone's got it you just have, you know when you dance around the bedroom you dance around the shower yeah. you dance around the kitchen <laughs> that's what you need to let out at other times as well not just in in, in private <laughs> yeah no definitely all about that po- positive mindset and confidence and um I've actually said it in another interview before, but, you know, faking it until you make it, you know, faking that confidence, even if you don't even feel confident, as soon as you fake that confidence, you will start to become more confident. Um, and, and just kind of being yourself is definitely super, super important and the environment you guys create. And if you are an aspiring MUA and you're listening to this, um, definitely just build up your contacts and and listen to everything that Hannah has said and you know be a good person because that's what's going to take you places it's not all about what you do so leading on from that um me and Hannah are going to do something it might not work okay people but just go with us we are going to do a brow tutorial okay now my (laughs) I know. 
the, the thing I've struggled with the most is not being able to get my brows done. I normally get them threaded and I've not been able to get them done yeah. at the salon. So I'm not exactly saying my eyebrows are in the best day at all, but we're going to try and do um, a brow tutorial. Hannah's going to give me some top tips of how to do brows, things that you might not think of if you struggle with your eyebrows. Um, we could look at colours, kind of how do you, you know, brown pencils, black pencils, um, different types of bra- different types of brow pencils because you can get like um like yeah. crayon ones and pencils. So many different, yeah. Yeah, There's so many different pomades. Ones. You can get like pomades, you can get gel um, brow stuff, you can get powder brow stuff, you can get uh, brow mascara, you can get microblading pens, you can get proper cold pencils. There's like five or six different like wow. brow products you can get. So there's so many different ones you can try. But every the reason why I wanted to do brows, because we were talking about doing other things, weren't yeah. we? But brows is the biggest thing, I think, even for me, even when I do people's makeups and they're like, oh, I know you'll do it amazing. They still are like, mm, can you just change this or change that? Oh, oh, I don't really know if I like it. I swear to God, it's the most quizzed ask question I get. And it's the quickest and easiest thing to learn if you know your angles. Okay. So well, gonna we're going to put this into... We're going to put this into practice because you say it's the quickest thing to know. Oh, wow, here we go, Hannah. This is your word against everything. Um, I have my mirror, okay? And I've, yeah. I'm quite bad I've only ever I've only got one eyebrow pencil I don't know if that's good but I've only got one and it's just a revolution one and one end it's got a little brush to brush the brows and the other and end, is the other end really skinny yeah is it really skinny yeah like that yes I know that one do you yeah okay yes they're like microblading pens they are amazing and that's the one I was going to recommend as well for this was it well I'm I'm already up there with having the right one so but how I use it hmm. so I've got my mirror and um, I've got a little bit of um brow pencil at the end but I haven't done them properly because I can't do them properly this is just how I wake up with them so talk me through how I would do my eyebrows okay first thing you need to do is brush them through because it doesn't matter if you've got very fine hairs or very thick hairs they're always going to be messy so if you haven't got a little brush on the end you can get those you know the micro um like the mascara ones Mm-hmm. Every woman has them now because they get the eyelashes done. So you can just brush through with one of those um, mascara spoolies or mascara ones. Yeah. And that will meet and you can sort of see the shape that they need to be then. Is that better? Yeah. I mean, they already look really nice scale, but all we need to do is neaten them up anyway. Okay. okay. So what you want to do is, yeah. which everyone does, when you pick up your brow product, where do you start? You don't start at the front. No. That is the first thing you do not do, and everyone does it. So the first tip would be to start, say, not halfway, but like just before the first bit, if that makes sense. Keep the front okay. plain and start your brow on the bottom, like a halfway or like a quarter of the way through, and just stroke your brow product really lightly underneath. <laughs> so from the... <laughs> <laughs> Look at so you, you thinking, uh, like, okay. You want to go from like here 
Okay, so not we don't we don't long. start by your um, nose bridge. You go maybe a f- just a few. Yes, yeah. so split your eyebrow in half. You want to okay. go from the bottom half first, and you always want to start okay. from the bottom because that is basically the bridge for the rest of your eyebrow. So you just want to sort of glide it along, and obviously everyone's got extra hairs at the moment, but you don't want to go over your hairline because no one has hairs on their skin. You so don't want to go over your hairline, what do you mean? So I wouldn't draw around the hairs. I only ever okay. keep to where the hairs are. Cool. So you know you get these girls who really draw big massive eyebrows on and they draw these big yeah. crazy square things. That is never going to look good because no. that's not realistic. You want to stick to your hairs and where your natural hairs are Okay. because that's the only way it's going to look normal. And then... You stroke yeah. it to the very back and to the end, and then where the point of your eyebrow is, yeah, it should never go further than your eye. Oh, that's interesting. So see the end okay. of your eye. Yeah. yeah. So, you, I mean, some people take their eyebrow right down, but that can really drag your eyes down. That's so is, it. Is mine, is mine too long? Yeah, you, line, you have to line your eye up with the end of your brow, and that's where the end of your brow should be. If you do that with your eye, that's exactly it. Yeah. Okay. Don't ever go past that point. Okay. That's a good point. You, yeah. Because it's really, it's just a case of filling in where you don't have hairs. You really, really, really don't want to draw stupid lines all over the place. You just want to fill in the gaps and perfect the, the eyebrow you already have. See, I think, is that and too, I, I don't know if that's too much. I think, do I look a bit sluggish? I, do you think my pencil's <laughs> too dark? It might be a bit too dark, but really there's only three shades of pencil that are universal. So there's fair, there's like medium brown, and then there's like really, really, really dark, which is black. This one's but called dark I brown. Have, Maybe I should go medium. Yeah, you could go medium. I mean, if you are generally, you know, fair-skinned, then I would always go for like more of a like a light brown or a medium brown because everyone's eyebrows are not always exactly the same as their hair but people think that they've got to have exactly the same color but sometimes if you've dyed your hair black and you're not a natural black haired person it can look really harsh so I always go for dark brown medium brown if you're fair skinned and obviously if you're really 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 blonde the lightest one you can get like an ashy tone Okay, because yeah. that is that shape quite good. Yeah, it looks nice. I yeah. like the way you filled out the bottom. It looks fuller than the other one. Yeah, you can tell the yeah. difference. Okay, that, that means I'm going to have to do yeah. the other one now. Okay. <laughs> See, like, when you do the bottom, sometimes I feel like you don't have to do that much to the top because filling out the bottom just fills out that them gaps and then you can just push... Can't even get my words out now. Brush the product through the rest of the hairs. So if you just fill out the bottom and fill out the gaps and then brush it through, that can give a really nice natural brow as well. Okay. Uh uh-uh. I don't know. <laughs> oh, I don't know. Listen, practice, 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 because there's no like no one is perfect at anything straight away. Everything takes time and everything takes practice. And obviously you need to know when to stop as well. Yeah, that's my problem. I feel Stop. like you could keep going, keep going, and then you end up. Then you do get slugs on your face, and then you're thinking, "Oh God." Okay, is that yeah, better? I do have. A, yeah, that does look better. I do have a, a good tip as well. 
everyone yeah. has a good side. So yeah, when, when you're doing your flick liner or you're doing your eyeshadow or you're doing your eyebrow, everyone always says it goes well better on this side than it does on this side. Yeah. So my advice is to do the bad side first because then it's easier to match up on your good Ooh, side. That's a good idea. Good doing that's yeah. a really good so idea. That's, always, that's what I tell everybody to do. So if you're doing a flick liner and you're like, I can only ever do it good on this eye, do it on the bad eye first because then when you go to do it good on the other eye, you can match it up easier. Do you know what I've just realised? We what? never did our five um, t- uh, five beauty Makeup products. Beauty. We can do them. Well, we'll do them now. We'll do them now after we've just done our... So let's start. What's, a, what's some of your good eyebrow products? Why have I just been sat there stroking my eyebrows? What's... I think, I think, they're, I think they're fine. What would be your five, um, if you have five, eyebrow products? Well, I mean, there's a, probably a five different types out there. Are you talking about like which brand do I like? Or... Yeah. Do you know? Do you have brands that people? Because I I don't like this Revolution one anymore. I think in, I need to go lighter. I might. I, I'm going to go lighter, but also if I invested in other um, yeah. eyebrow pencils or all the different ones, the mascara. Yeah. I quite like the idea of the mascara wand one ones. One yeah, one. because if you get like it, it's almost like a it's like a brow gel, but it's got a color in it. So if you've got a decent bit of hair, you can just brush it through, and then perfect it with a little pencil. I do like the microblading pens that you've got. So the pens that when you like unscrew them, like Benefit, I've got really good ones. Mm-hmm. Um, and Makeup Must Haves is a brand that I work with a lot, and they've just brought out a brow pen, and re- it's really good. It's very like the Makeup Revolution one, but it's a little bit softer. So it doesn't come out as heavy. You can really build it up or you can have nice. it really light. Um, soap brows is my biggest one. So Ooh, okay. I literally live with soap brows. Soap brows is a, it's it, essentially, it's all natural soap. It's all vegan, cruelty free. And you just brush the soap product through your brows and the waxy consistency of the soap keeps your brow hairs in place. Because brow hairs are a lot more coarse, you need something with a bit of, bit of oomph to keep yeah. them in place so soap brows for me has always been my absolute go-to and it's what I use on every single person I even use it on you when I was doing your makeup ah. so soap brows is massive. So that's like your prep and okay. then you've got your you know your makeup blade and pen to fill out the gaps which I really love from you can get them from makeup must-haves or benefit yeah. and then Obviously, if you want to fill out or anything, I actually like to use a brow powder and a brush. Okay. It's something I've always used. Um, it's like you can get them from Benefit or this is an Elamasca one. And then I use like a really angled, thin brush for the, yeah. br- for the brow hairs. But I'm a makeup artist, so that might be because of that. Yeah. For your every everyday woman. If you want to do brows, I would say the microblading pen's the best and soap brows are really good to get all your hairs up and okay. keep them in place all day. Because that's something that people ask is, is it going to last? How yeah. long is it going to last? Is this going to last? So to get the longevity out of things, the prep is the most important. So soap brows, microblading pens, perfect. A death or best. Um, so what would you say? They are eyebrow products and then give me four other beauty products whether they're makeup um brands or for yeah. other because I remember you saying that you, you really like talking about um smaller brands so maybe four maybe give me four smaller brands that people may not have heard yeah. of 
Um, I, I, I really feel passionate about this because my job is very influxed with high-end, like mm-hmm. all the big high-end names, like, oh, this is only good because it's Charlotte. Oh, what do you use? Oh, I only use Charlotte Tilbury. And yes, Charlotte Tilbury is amazing, but not everybody can afford it. And sure. especially if you're a makeup artist starting out, um, you want to put things in your kit that you can afford to fill up because obviously when you're starting out, you're not going to be, you know, charging a lot. It's only going to be like, you know, at the beginning. So the foundation is like obviously an ultimate one for everybody. And as a makeup artist, obviously I do use industry favorites, but I use Illamasqua, but they also have amazing like daytime ones as well. Mm -hmm. So not everyone's heard of Illamasqua. No, I hadn't until you did my foundation with it. They have it in like Selfridges. It's more high end, but it's so much more accessible to people than you think you can order it online. This is like the day to day foundation, but this is what I would use on, you know, photo shoots and yeah. rides, etc. So this is a full coverage and this is like a semi coverage. Mm-hmm. But this by far, I've tried every one you can think of. I've tried NARS, I've tried Charlotte Tilbury, I've tried Estee Lauder, I've tried l'oreal true match is okay like maybelline whatever this has been five years i've never ever not used any never never not okay. used it always use it so foundation for me i would say give it a go yeah you can order samples online as well so if you don't want to go and spend 25 pound on a big bottle of foundation nice that's important sample shades. yeah and they, they've got shade finders on the website as well which are dead good yeah. i've used this one for the shade finder and it, it really does match up your skin type really well when you use the Shade Finder quiz. Yeah. So that's the same for any brand as well. A lot of big brands have Shade Finder quizzes on their pages and that can really help find your exact shade. Mm-hmm. Um, concealers, this is mm-hmm. my big, this is like my biggest one. It's got to be the Collection Cosmetics one. You know, from like Superdrug and okay. Boots and things like that. So it's like collection, it used to be collection 3000, I think, or collection Mm -hmm. 2000 in the old days. I've been using this since I was about 14 and I still use it now. But the collection concealers are unbelievable. Wow, I've never heard of it. Really? Oh my God, they're like four pounds. They're like four pounds a concealer and they are unbelievable. I use them on all of my shoots all of my clients and I love them and you do get a bit of a snub look sometimes like oh I can't believe you're using that but then they they message me and they say well what shade did you use because I want to buy yeah. it now and it's much more affordable it's, it's affordable to yeah. to all my clients and people who want to buy stuff so I, I am very passionate about high street products because there are amazing ones out there yeah um next has got to be peaches and cream because peaches and cream are a Liverpool based brand and okay. I don't think anyone doesn't know who they are if they're not a girl everyone's heard of peaches and cream I haven't I'm sure you have oh my god I know so they they specialize in like you know glittery pigments but then they've brought out brushes amazing makeup brushes like lip they do lip glosses lip products I'm sure I used half of the stuff on you when I did your makeup as well that day um and then I'd say the next one lip products Mm um everyone loves a good MAC lipstick there's yeah. so many lipsticks out there, lip products. So I can only recommend my favorite. Yeah. I can't tell you what the best is, but I can tell you what I love using and what I've used 
every day since I first tried this lipstick. Now, this is a small business and it's, she's a very good friend of mine. And she's a bridal makeup artist in Scotland, but we only met through being makeup artists. And she's brought out her own brand of lipstick range and it's nice. she's called Natalie Grace Cosmetics. And the, the formula of the lipsticks, because obviously we're both makeup artists, we know women want a good lipstick that's going to last, that's yeah. creamy and hydrating and a gorgeous colours. And she's just hit the, hit the nail on the head with them. Nice. They are so creamy. They're so I'm actually wearing them now. Oh, lovely. What's the um, average <laughs> price of them? They are really affordable. They're like, you know, each lipstick could be like between, say, 15 to 18 pound, I think. Okay. Um, But like for a lipstick, you know, for a quality lipstick, they can last a long time. Yeah. For me, they don't last very long at all. So I get the full range and then I just sort of you like scrape a bit off and use them yeah. for each client. But when you're buying them for yourself, they last forever. Yeah. Um, the glosses and the lipsticks are absolutely beautiful um, from Natalie Grace Cosmetics. So I can't rave on them enough. Um, and there's one other brand that I really want to mention. And sure. these are makeup brushes that I use all the time. Okay. So these are called makeup must-haves yeah and I do have the little link on my page on Instagram but mm-hmm. they specialize in brushes like a brush set for the average lady you know okay how can I do my makeup really quick and really easy and I've been working with them now for a few years and the brushes are incredible the brush sets are amazing they're dead easy to use and um, they've got their own brush cleaner you know it's all real hair yeah. and things like that so they are really amazing brushes that I do love to use as well wow I'll so, just add in none of them were um pay partnerships they were literally all Hannah's favorites that we just wanted yes, to chat about all of my favorite brands and products that I use in my kit and on myself as well yeah and I will definitely um link those brands um in the description of this episode I will uh, try and find those brands and link them in so you guys can go check them out um and amazing. I think I'm gonna go check some of them out myself because um, definitely I haven't heard of yes, them go on the, if, if you're if you love doing your makeup I would say definitely get yourself a, make, a makeup must have set I can give you a code by the way oh. um, <laughs> and, um, yeah, I get yourself a makeup must have set because the brush is a boss it, it, they do cover everything and then get yourself on peaches and cream girl because yeah. those are glosses and lip liners and shimmers they've got gorgeous creamy blushes Oh, they just—they're just amazing stuff. So definitely get okay. on that website and get your some stuff ordered. <laughs> definitely, I will. Thank you so so much, Hannah, for coming on to the show. Um, it's been lovely You're to welcome. chat with you. It's nice to have like a little girly chat, um, all about makeup yeah. and things like that. It's been really <laughs> lovely. So thank you so so much. Oh, you're very welcome I've really had an amazing time thank you so much for asking me and it was been lovely to chat to you as well 